Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Barbells and Briefcases podcast, the official business and fitness podcast. Barbells Book Club is back this week with How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, one of the most influential self-help books of all time. We had a good time breaking down the guidelines in the book and even throw in a nice spicy COVID-19 debate in the middle there for you. Thank you all for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 50 of the Barbells and Briefcases podcast. My name is John Miller. My co-hosts today are Nick Saka. What's up, guys? And John Fody. Yo, yo. This is the next episode of the Barbells Book Club. The book we read for this episode is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Uh, It's a self-help book. It was published in 1936. Uh, Carnegie had been giving classes and seminars on human relations and public speaking when someone from a publishing company took over, took his course, and they actually convinced him to let a stenographer make a transcript of his course. He took that transcript, revised it, and turned it into this book. Uh, it's 291 pages long. It's sold over 30 million copies, making it one of the best-selling books of all time. Uh, guys, what did you think of the book? It's the Bible for people. I think it's the it's the Bible the best, for human relations. Best books of all time, as you know, sales would say, and statistics say. Um, my personal favorite book. My personal favorite book. Yeah, it's I, it's interesting how all these books like like solve like really big problems, but they just take the most like simple simple, simple yeah, ideas and yeah. simple principles to live by. It's like like I mean the big like concept of this book is just. Be a nice, good person to other people and be interested in what other people have to say and what other people want. Mm-hmm. And you can take that information and use that to, to get people to see your way of thinking as well. Yeah. Yeah, simple, simple, simple is right. Like, one of the chapters is on smiling. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it doesn't get more simple than or, that. And using someone's name. Using someone's name. <laughs> yeah. Remembering people's names. Yeah. Remembering people's names. Uh, never tell somebody they're wrong. Right. It's like little common sense yeah. things. When, but when you're wrong, admit it. You and you're, <laughs> yeah, and say I'm sorry. Yeah. We we complicate shit because we're human beings. Yeah. <laughs> and and at the end of the day, it's so simple. But lots of good information here. Um, if you're in the, I think no matter what business you're in, you're in the business of people, and you have to understand this. You know, as a leader, as as a as a friend, as a son, as a brother. All these different things. This is the Bible for people. This is what I like to call it. It's for a, you said a parent too. Did you say you didn't say parent? But I believe yeah. this. Like he even has examples in his book where you know you can win over your kids right. with these same principles if you know how to encourage them. Basically, as a leader perspective, as a parent would be a leader. This book will tell you how to make people do what you want without. Manipulating, manipulating them. Yeah, yeah, in a good way. And I don't mean to say like you want somebody to do what you want, but like if you need to get the the job done, yeah, you know how to get it done yeah. by knowing people. This for sure. This this book teaches you the principles of people. Period. So. For sure. And and you know what you you kind of said like in a bad way like manipulating people, but 
one of the main criticisms of this book when it came out and then over the course of its publication is that like people could use this book to manipulate people and to get people like unknowingly to do yeah but he makes good examples in the book like you can tell when somebody's not being genuine oh for sure yeah yeah. You can tell when somebody's genuinely not interested. Like you could just the vibes don't lie. Like when you when you deal with people in general, like when you're in business, like your intuition will tell you like is this person out to get me or is this person like really genuinely trying to get to know me? Yeah. And be my friend. So, I, I mean, yeah. There are gullible people out there though that are just Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. he uses an example at least all right, so just, you know, I guess to give you guys a heads up for all the listeners. Um I read the the modern version, the how to win friends and influence people in the digital age. And um, both Johns read the, the original, the OG version, and yeah. the biggest well, difference. There, there was a, a 1936 version. The 1936 is when it was originally published, but uh, the one that me and John both read was also revised in 1981, so that some of the stories and like, the anecdotes that the book uses make sense in, in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they did clean it up again. Yeah, yeah, they cleaned it up in 1981. So probably three but, times. But, but a lot of the stories that like that Dale Carnegie actually used and, and uh, alludes to in the book are, are still there. Like, it's so funny how, like, because each principle that, that uh, Carnegie goes through, he... He uses like five or six or seven anecdotes and stories of how people that took his class or how like famous people in history like used this specific principle to either get people to like them or to get people to to think the way that they were thinking. And a lot of these stories are like, you know, Agents. John Paul Morgan, who's J.P. Morgan, J.P. Morgan <laughs> that, Chase or. So, so uh, I want to say something real quick. Now, I want I'm going to actually read the modern book yeah. after. Uh, after this podcast, that's because it's my I never read it. And Nick, you said it references newer people. Yeah, right? it references yeah. Twitter, Facebook. No. Yeah, you know. no. but no, this this references like but you Charles to, Schwab. Yeah, but yeah. exactly. But like <laughs> J.P. Rockefeller. No, but that's that. These are the best people of all time. These right. are the people why we're doing what we're they, they these people in this book influenced everything the way we're living nowadays. Right. Like Chase and yeah. Schwab and Rockefeller, yeah. all these. You know, unique people changed our lives. Right. So that's and, why I like a, reading what they said. Later, we still know what their names. Even are. Even though, like, even though, like Gary Vaynerchuk and Tony Robbins probably recycled their same information. He, they probably got the same things they say nowadays from these people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so everything's recycled. Since but. we're talking about it, we're gonna we'll do the the sections out of order today. Since like we've kind of circled around this topic, but in my half-assed internet research, uh, the two funny stories that I got for it. Warren Buffett took the Dale Carnegie How to Win Friends and Influence People seminar when he was 20 years old and, and still has uh, the diploma from completing the course in well, his office is, to this day. How old day. is Warren Buffett? He's touching 90 now. Yeah. 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 So he could have taken the course in 1940 or 1950. That's crazy. He, oh, so, guys, I'm glad you brought that up. The person who influenced me to read this book was Warren Buffett. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Warren Buffett told me uh, he hasn't. You can search it yourself. He read, this is his favorite book of all time. Oh, I wow. can see why. I didn't know yeah. that he took the course. So that that's, that's pretty cool. That's funny. Hmm. And on the other side of the spectrum, the other story is that Charles Manson read the book in jail and credited reading the book and what he learned from the book to manipulate women into killing for him. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, damn! <laughs> wow. So this is a very powerful book. And you can use those powers for for good or evil. Yes, yeah, and this one, in one of the sections, one of the chapters, he 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 compares um, 
he compares a quote uh, from a leadership perspective that Martin Luther King said versus a quote that Hitler said. Right. And, and how you can identify the purpose of how they intended to lead Do you have that? To lead I'm people. interested. One was, isn't it great... So isn't it great to lead people, men that don't think for themselves? Something along those lines. Like, it's so easy to lead because men don't think for themselves. And the other one was like, Martin Luther King was like, I empower men to think for themselves. And so, and to lead them that way. It was something along those lines. But yeah, you can use this for good and evil, ladies and gentlemen. So For sure. (laughs) Use these powers wisely. (laughs) Um, Let's uh, get into the categories. So uh, what did you guys feel was the most rereadable section or chapter or principle? Probably the beginning, right? Like, don't criticize people. Yeah. I, I think the there's a lot of power in the first hundred pages, and it's just kind of like it reinforces, you know, to, to be a good, nice person. Like, sometimes, like, especially in today's age, you get so caught up and so selfish in what's going on in your own life and what's what's uh, going on in your world and that kind of becomes your world that you kind of forget that everybody else is, you know, going through all sorts of problems and things that you have no idea about. And so to, to get reinforced that, you know, smile at people, say that, remember their name, be interested in what they have to say, like those are all really, really powerful tools. Mm-hmm. This book emphasizes that our own egos ain't shit. We ain't shit. Like, people want to feel appreciated no matter who they are. No matter how big you are as a person, You say you you are credible and you are a great leader. You don't need to talk about it. People know, and then if you actually give them the time of day to listen to them and become their friend and, you know, hear what they have to say and ask good questions and be generally interested in them, then they'll love you forever. Right. Without you having to say a word. And that's that's the beauty, uh, I believe, of this book. Like you know, you, I mean, they talk about Charles Schwab, how a great leader he was, and and no matter who he spoke to, he, he had this like, uh, what's the saying in the book? It's like one of the most famous sayings in the book. Like the, the uh, I forgot what it was, but I'll, I'll find it here in a second. But I mean, just be nice to people, and people want to feel appreciated. Yeah, you know, everybody wants to feel, feel appreciated. heard. They want to feel heard. They want to feel appreciated, and then um, you know. Life, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely. I think. I think to sum the book up is to get outside of yourself as much as possible. Really put other people first over yourself. Naturally, you have the tendency to just focus on me. And I think there was a study that I read in the book that that uh, how many times people use the word "I" in their conversations, and. That number was crazy. Like, how many people talk about I, 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 me, me, me. Um, but when I first originally got put onto this book, it was because I, I, I joined a network marketing business. <laughs> and they're like, you should read this book. And <laughs> Probably because they thought it would help you sell more. Because it would help, yeah, it would help you go out and build connections with people. And But some of this stuff has stuck with me. And, and it helped my life, full disclosure. Like, I read this book. I, this is the second time I read it. Um, first time around, it was probably a couple of years ago, and I, I and definitely changed my life. Changed my perspective on people, how to treat people, um, what people really want. You know, you don't. It's, the thing is, like these fundamentals and principles throughout these, this book, which is quite a few of them, 
so simple, but yet we don't think about them right. from perspective because sometimes we're just so caught up in our own world, you know? Yeah. And um, it really did change my life and make a lot more connections, a lot more friends, and uh, helped me become a better leader, um, helped me in my stage where I'm at now as far as being an entrepreneur and you know, starting my, a new business. Um, I think it, it changed me quite a bit, so I definitely recommend it on anybody, just in life in general. Um, I think uh, it brought a like, light to my life. Yeah. A sense of light and happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I wanted to. I want to share this while it's on my my head. Um, is that I th- think the biggest about this book is that as you grow in life and as you grow in business, you can get away from some of these simple principles. Like I feel like I used to have. Uh, well, I still have all this down. Like I understand this information, but the busier busier you get in life, like uh, I'll use a small example. Like I feel like. Calling my mom or dad is easy for me to do. Now, through you know, through operating multiple businesses and running multiple businesses, you can get away from the simple stuff like calling your mom, calling your dad. Um, the more employees you get, you can get away from pulling somebody aside and just asking them, "Hey, Frank, what are you doing?" You know. And yeah. so I think the I think the busier you get and the the higher you move up your what you're trying to accomplish, you do have to kind of refocus yourself on some of this stuff, you know. And then even like massively successful people, like the, you would are, I mean, they probably think that I don't have to be nice to people right. anymore, and that's not the truth. You know, you we it's always about people, and we get away from that. Yeah, naturally. it's so easy to get caught up in your own stuff and to forget about. Everybody else just has just as many problems as you do. Mm-hmm. And that your door is always open. Your you know your 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 phone is always available for anybody, especially if you're running an organization or business. Your door should always be open. You should always be available. And that's what the most successful leaders of all time have made them successful: uh, is availability and never being like, feeling like you're too important to speak to anybody. Period. Yeah, and, yeah, and, for sure. All right. I, I I wanted to say the the other section that that spoke to me a lot was uh, in the second section where it's talking about how to win people to your way of thinking. I feel like I connected with that part of the book a lot as well uh, because I tend to to play devil's advocate and uh, to enjoy a good debate probably more than than the normal than, people than, than, <laughs> other, than the other two gentlemen at this table and a lot of my other friends. Uh, I like to. I was just up to to question why and to uh, evaluate situations from from a 360 degree perspective so so to to the first principle in the second uh in the second how to win people to your way of thinking is is the best way to the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it and mm. so like i had to reread that that chapter actually just because it's kind of more natural for me to jump uh, into an argument so it had me like reevaluate. Okay, when were a couple times in my life where I started arguments that I probably rubbed people the wrong way, or I did things that caused people to not like me as much and to not my way? So that was a good reinforcer for me as well. It's 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 so funny because as I read this, and not to like, I don't want to get political with this, but like, <laughs> I like Trump, but he's so opposite of this entire book. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
crazy. Man, he's so opposite. Like, oh, well. like the the well, give, me, being the, a, a narcissistic sociopath will do that to you. <laughs> it's uh, one one of the chapters is uh, is is give away all the credit. I'm not sure if that's the way it's worded, but reframe from taking credit. And all I could think about was this Trump documentary where where he gave the the construction uh, the construction company zero credit and they were so pissed they were like they were like because he told them i'm yeah. gonna give you guys all the credit yeah. and he goes i out. built this awesome place it normally takes something like this three months i did it in one and i'm yeah. like what a fucking scumbag <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness but <laughs> total opposite yeah i don't know why that made yeah, me but, think about that you know he's he doesn't have a lot of friends obviously i mean well who yeah. knows? Who knows? Anyway, not to get into politics. Yeah, I just, as I was reading this yeah. book, all I could think about was how opposite, you know, uh, <laughs> he is of a lot of this stuff. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've, I've never struggled with arguing with people. I disagree with them. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I, I see it from your perspective. Like, yeah. and, and that's definitely one thing that I could learn from because I definitely tend to err on the side of if I disagree with you, I'm going to be like, well, actually. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna let you know how I feel, and I'm ne- and I've never been afraid to to do that with anybody. A very good principle in the book, like asking questions to get kind of what you want. Yeah, if so, you feel somebody's like wrong. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, there's a def a whole bunch of strategies into like being like and and just a bunch of nice ways to get your uh, point across. Yeah, where you don't offend somebody, where you don't make That's them the feel thing. like they're wrong. It's making somebody feel comfortable in in. In their point of view, and in just gently putting in your point of view as well, to where it's not making you seem like it's no, me. you're wrong, I'm yeah. right, because that's where both sides will just will just dig into their own point of view, and nothing gets done. Yeah, yeah. But it comes down to being a great listener, yeah. generally interested, and asking good questions. Yes, yeah. and, and seeing and seeing things from someone else's point, point of view. view. I'd love to. I'd love to just give everybody some like you know, without going into details give people just some of the cliff notes of some of these chapters um let's see here six ways to make a lasting impression take interest in others smile reign with names which is aka remember people's names listen longer discuss what matters to them leave others a little better um avoid arguments never say you're wrong admit faults quickly and empathetically begin in a friendly way so if you have something shitty to say Start friendly, yeah. like hey, you know, Compl- <laughs> or compliment them first, and, mm-hmm. and and tell like if you have if you're gonna tell somebody that you disagree with them or that they did something wrong, start out with the things that they did right, and that's hard to do sometimes. <laughs> uh, access affinity, um, we'll go into more details on that. Surrender the credit, which is what we were just referring to. Engage with empathy, appeal to noble motives, share your journey, throw down a challenge. So. Um, here, uh, call out mistakes quietly. Begin on a positive note. Ask questions instead of giving, you know, direct orders. May fault. Magnify improvement. Um, that, that questions one is one that I've always like kind of done like without thinking and about without realizing that I'm doing it. But there was another book I read where it, it talked about a lot about instead of like telling somebody what to do. Yeah. That just asking somebody what to do and giving them the power and making them letting them feel like they decided to do that is so much more powerful. And that's hard to do. I think it's actually pretty hard to do. Um, my home, because this is bringing up my favorite. One of my favorite parts of the books I actually read was was um, 
it was a, somebody who ran a because I'm actually it goes into what I used to do. Somebody who ran a car dealership, right? I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you got old well, Miller obviously remembers this part, but somebody who ran a car dealership. He had a conference, he had a meeting with all the sales staff, and he said he asked them simply, "What do you expect from me?" So he asked them, he put himself on the pedestal first, what do you guys expect from me? And they probably said all these things, well, be a great leader and treat us nicely and this and that. And then he said, I will do all these things. So he acknowledged it. I will do all these things for you guys. And then he flipped it on them. He said, what should I expect from you? And they all started going crazy. Loyalty, um, coming to work on time, um, you know, staying longer than needed, um, going above expectations, whatever the case may be. So it put like a light bulb in these people's employees' eyes, and he's, he, they, he basically made them do it by wanting to do it themselves, which was a great principle. So he, like, he didn't say, I don't want you guys to do this. He was telling them you know, they were actually taking responsibility for themselves, in a sense, which is probably one of my favorite parts in the book like, as far as being a leader. So it was very interesting. So not asking people, like, not telling people what to do, but acknowledging the elephant in the room, per se, right? Yeah. Because they know what they need to do. But if they actually say it because they're being asked instead of being told, it's a different psychology. Yeah. You yeah. know? it's I, don't, I think it's easier read than done. Um, well. <laughs> because uh, a lot, especially in, in leadership positions, you just want to tell people like, hey, this is this is what we need, and this is why we need to do it, you know. And getting people to proactively or like intuitively do it. Well, I'm sure if you try to it. flip it, like, what do you what do you think I expect from you? Yeah, like, what, I, what I would you say? Like, I I think it's easier read than done, um, and that's something that I'm going to always have to work on. I don't. I think that that's something that because like, you do this pretty often, right? As far yeah. as like, do you coaching? feel like you're more of an order giver? No, not necessarily, but getting people to come up to with, with their own solutions or, or questioning what you want, I think that's something I just have to work on. Um, I don't think I'm a I'm an order guy. Like I'm not like barking off orders, but have you used that principle before? Yeah, I tried. Like like so, if somebody comes in late, you know, this is the easiest example. Instead of me saying, "Why, what the fuck are you late? You know, why are you late?" Or, you know, you need to get in here on time. And changing that to, sir, you know, Julie or whoever, right? It's not a real employee's name, but why do you think it's important to show up on time? What, and then, so that's a question. Or what what message, the reason why you were late? Yeah, what's the reason why you were late? What message do you think it sends to your coworkers if you show up late all the time? So, getting them to answer these questions, it's in... Yeah, but I like how he, with the principal, though, he put it on himself first. He let the employees not... He left it open on the table for his employees to criticize him. What do you expect, you know, what do you expect from me? You know what I mean? So, he opened up a different psychology. It's got, you know, it it, it is. And it's actually powerful in when, when people ask me in interviews and they say, what, what do you look for in somebody? It, it changes the interview dynamic yeah. and all of a sudden you're the one in charge of the interview because you're getting them to describe your ideal candidate your ideal employee like what things make employees successful you know and so these things and even just by them asking that question I'm like oh I like that yeah I think it just brings a different energy into that conversation like if I think like for that same scenario if you would have brought that 
person into your office and sat them down instead of asking them that question, well, what do you think I expect from you? Say, well, what do you expect from me? You know, I, I, we haven't had a conversation in a while, Julie. What do you expect from me? What do you think I should do better? Or It's a great question to ask yourself. It opens it up, yeah, opens sure. up her vision, like, oh, it's just not about me here. It's about you too? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, okay, okay, Julie, you know what? I'm going to do those things. You're absolutely right. You agree yeah. with them, right? You're absolutely right. I'm definitely going to do those things. Yeah. Now, uh, real quick, because I, I forgot, I totally forgot, I spaced it. But by the way, Julie, like, why do you think it's important to come here on time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then she's like, okay. And then, yeah. it, it, then she, I guarantee she goes back feeling a different way. Yeah, 100%. And she did double check next time, you know, about being late, you know. I think yeah. it more effective personally, so. It's it's powerful stuff, and I think it, it, it will The whole book is psychology, part. obviously. Obviously, yeah. yeah, be a good person yeah. and be generally. for sure is a psychology it's book. Point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very deep, too, because it's, it's – also counterintuitive to your thinking, you know, to Because to, we're all about to, I. We all yeah. want to talk about ourselves. Yeah. Everybody wants to talk about themselves. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a skill to, and, and something that you have to consciously do is to, to be actively interested and actively question somebody else. Yeah. I think this book taught me the most is be enthusiastic, be calm at all times, don't get frustrated. And be like a smooth operator, you know, like the, your your tone and how you talk to people, how you smile, how you look at people. And this book, honestly, one word teaches you swag, <laughs> like literally. Well, like I don't think I got it. I don't think I got that. No, it really, as far as like swag to be like a good person, like you know, like I, I picked. That's what I picked up from it. Yeah. You know, it it put me into like. It built my character, my sweat. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, like your skill set. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I really did. I mean, it, it puts things into perspective for sure. Like, get out of yourself, you know? Exactly. Get out of yourself. So, that that being said, let's get into quotes. Uh, what was your guys' uh, best or favorite quotes from the book? A lot. Yeah. I have, like, I took screenshots of all the highlights that I did on, because uh, I'm the only weirdo that reads books on, on the Kindle app on my iPhone. But uh, I just highlighted a bunch of stuff as I was reading. So I'm just going to read off a bunch of these highlights. Um, You can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. Yeah, mic drop. That was a good one. Uh, Let's see. It is the individual who is interested in his fellow man who has the greatest difficulties in life and provides the greatest injury to others. Oh, it is, the, it is the individual who is not interested in his fellow man and who has the greatest difficulties in life and provides the greatest injury to others. It is from such individuals that all human failures, failures spring. Yeah. Let's see. It causes, it causes you a lot of headache if you're not interested in other people. Yeah. It's like you're down, the downfall. And, tr- and it's true. Like, nobody likes – how many people do you meet that, like, at, like, a networking function or, or like – Anywhere that like maybe Miller's powerlifting, right? And somebody goes, "What's up, man? Hey, nice lift over there. Hey, you know I did. You know I lifted this much at the at nationals. You know <laughs> I, I did. You know, you know I did that much at that. Yeah. You know that's my girlfriend over there. Like she's hot, huh? <laughs> like nobody gives a fuck. But, but the be- the best way to make friends at a powerlifting meet is to ask ask people about what their lifts are and and what they're trying to do. And like that's the easiest way to make friends is to hey, so what do you openers say? Yeah, what do you what do you do? What, what, yeah. What's your what's your maxes? Yeah. This is something that connecting, it's something that I'm really teaching my staff right now where we've incorporated this new 
process and system where it's like you have to build a connection within 60 seconds of talking to somebody. You have to. And not a how are you? How are you today? That's not a building a fucking connection, right? Like building a connection is like how long you been here in Vegas? Oh, six years. Oh, from where? Where were you at from originally? Oh, New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, man, I've been there one time. I, w- I went to a conference out there. It's like so close to New York. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, it's really crazy. You know, yeah, I, I watched Jersey Shore too. Like, like or I don't know, but just there's a way to build a connection. And and the guy that, I'm, that I'm, I'm, I brought in to consult with us, he's like, you have like six bullets in your chamber. And there's and there's a reason like cause there's a reason why, why a gun has more than one you know bullet why because you can shoot and miss <laughs> and so if you ask a question and, and somebody just like what do you do you know any plans for the weekend no okay I missed you know all right let me load up another one <laughs> it's like you know what do you do for work out here I'm a nurse all righty you know you got a load of another bullet like you know it's so so there's you're, you've got multiple bullets to shoot to try and establish that connection you're gonna miss a whole lot but you might have that one and as we listen to these phone calls you might have that one question it might take you the whole freaking phone call but you make them laugh that one question you know that one question that you yeah. ask that is just like you know that you get them to laugh and it's like ha i got them you know yeah. what i'm saying and so <laughs> so it's it's a fascinating thing to actually connect with people not these stupid like how are you doing today you know that's not connecting yeah so finding some common ground and then digging deep yeah. into that common ground whatever that is so it's 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 awesome stuff i'll tell you my uh uh my favorite quote it's something that abe lincoln it's it's not even a quote from the book it's something that abe lincoln said they do tell some abe lincoln stories in the book though yeah, yeah. some quotes in there too yeah, uh, let me find it. Like they do, uh, they have the whole letter from Abraham Lincoln when he's trying to uh, mm. persuade one of his generals. Yeah, and then he never releases the letter. He never gives him the letter, right? Yeah, yeah. He says, "Where is it, Abe Lincoln?" All right, you ready? So it says, uh, "Abe Lincoln, um, I do not like that man." Therefore, I must get to know him better. So, isn't that crazy? Yeah. You know, and heck, you know, I was, I, I Bodie knows, I called him earlier today. I have, I'm having a, um, uh, I'm not really liking somebody that's, that's referring me business in the insurance industry, and I don't like him. Like, I, I'm not being, I'm, I, I don't, <laughs> uh, how, how do I explain this? I don't know if I trust this individual, um, uh, for lack of a better word, and maybe I need to get to know him a little bit better. Maybe, yeah. But I don't. I don't trust him. I, don't, I still don't trust him. But maybe if I get to know him better, maybe he 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 won't try to screw me over. I guess. Exactly. Right. You know. Yeah. So I, I love that quote. I do not. What does it say? What does it say? I do not like that man. I must get to know him better. It's pretty deep, isn't it? Yeah. You have to realize everybody wants to be loved. You know. I mean, there might be somebody who. We don't like her, but I guarantee you the other side of things, if we spend enough time with them, there's something we that we can relate to. Yep. Yeah. Like and if you go to some yeah. in a jail cell yeah. with somebody, that's one of the quotes. I mean? I'm sure you'll be friends with them by the time a month, two months comes in. You've seen now. American History X? Yeah. The the, the Nazi guy that goes, it's this Nazi guy that goes to jail for curb Ed stomping. Norman. Yeah, curb stomping some you know some you know some black dude in front of his house for breaking into his house. Curb stomps him, goes to jail. He has a swastika. So what's called swastika? He has it all tatted all over him. He's a skinhead. So everybody knows he's this like 
guy. Anyways, he gets he gets assigned to do like you know laundry and folding with this black dude. And at first, he's like trying to hold. You know, he's he's trying to you know keep his image. Like I don't like you and, and this. Yeah. But eventually, he ends as up they get to know as they get to know each other. He ends up connecting with this dude, and they become like you know really cool. <laughs> he gets them to laugh, and they connect, and then he's just like. You know, he's just trying to act like, like I don't know. Uh, he gets caught like shaking hands with the guy or something like that, and then, yeah. and all of a sudden the the skinheads like they disown him because it's just like, what yeah. the hell's going on there? Well, because lots of times when when two sides are like at odds with each other, whether it be like a, a, a race thing or a political thing or anything like that, it's because either one of those sides doesn't really want to or can't see the other person's side of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They haven't spent time with that person, put themselves in their shoes. And they don't really care about winning friends <laughs> as much. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know. All right, let's keep going with these quotes. Um, a couple ones that I uh, that I marked down from my You Can't Win an Argument chapter. Hatred is never ended by hatred but by love. And a misunderstanding is never ended by an argument but by tact, diplomacy, consolation, and a sympathetic desire to see the other person's point of view. Um, and then, you cannot teach a man anything. You can only help him to find it within himself. A lot of fire. Yeah. <laughs> Foley, what you got? Um, where is it here? <laughs> this is from a, a business perspective more so. I mean, in life, I guess. Well, I I like this. I mean, it was it's real. The only way on earth to influence other people is to talk about what they want and show them how to get it. Mm. So let's talk about people what they want, show them how to get it. So being a good leader, um, that's a good quote. Um, I, you kind of touched on this. If there's any one secret of success, it lies in the ability to the other person's point of view to see things from a person's angle as well as from your own. Yeah. Here we go. Um, Here we go. If a man's heart is rankling with discord and in ill feeling towards you, you can't win him or you can't show him your way of thinking with all the logic in the world. Scolding parents and domineering bosses and husbands and nagging wives ought to realize that people don't want to change their minds. They can't be forced or driven to agree with you or agree with me, but they may possibly be led to if we are gentle and friendly, so gentle and ever so friendly. I like that. Yeah. Um, it's so crazy in today's in today's world. You know, like uh, a good example right now is nobody seeing eye to eye with you know you have half the people, and I think even you and me probably disagree with this. Yeah, which yeah is, I, I'll be honest with you, I probably blocked you on social media for like a week <laughs> because you were so damn annoying about what about reopening Nevada. Yeah, was, yep. I felt like you called me a sheep, so I was like, I don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And there's a lot of people disagreeing with, you know. I put it out there, too. I just, I didn't say, like, I said open up, like, on Facebook. I had, like, a huge debate. Yeah. For our listeners that don't know what's going on, or maybe this is later down the line, it's the coronavirus is, you know, um, you pretty much have half the people that are like, no, we need to remain closed as long as possible until the coronavirus goes away or unless there's a vaccine. The other half of people that are like, open shit up. You know, we're about to collapse economically if we don't. There's business owners. There's, you know, there's people dying from other things. And so there's this definitely this, this 
huge disconnect and, yeah, and people feel divide. strongly about it people yeah, feel strongly about yeah both ways and, and and no matter what either side does you're not going to get somebody else to jump to your side at all and, and if, if you try and argue with somebody just going to make them dig into their opinion and their point of view more. even more and it's it's very sensitive because I do see that you know I, I that if I did have maybe a grandparent that was affected by it by it and died, then I would be on the you know on the other side. So you do have to play both sides of this fence yeah. and say Absolutely. and be sympathetic. sympathetic. Yeah, Absolutely. But, and then at the same time, the, other pe- the people that are on the the safe safe side have to put themselves in like a business owner's point of view, mm-hmm. yeah, or, or somebody that you know that isn't getting thousand dollars a week in unemployment. It's struggling and isn't sure when things are going to get better for them. Right. Or yeah, there's like there's so many variables, and you can't be so one-sided. You know, everybody has their opinion, but in that, you still have to look at the other side of the fence and be like, oh, there are people dying. You know, there are people dying, and and so it's 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 so. But and and unlike the flu, there's no vaccine and there's no treatment that's like verifiably works. So yeah. So it is what it is. That's so funny that Miller blocked me for a week. <laughs> that's awesome. I, you annoyed the shit out of me, man. <laughs> and he said surprised. you called me a sheep. <laughs> oh, I'm like, fuck this guy. I don't want to hear this shit. If he's gonna make three posts a day <laughs> about how he wants people to open back up, I'm just gonna like. I, just, I, I was taking my advice from the book, and I was like, I'm gonna avoid this argument. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> It's so hard, and it is. It has been so hard. Like it's been so hard to, um, you know, to because I normally don't even like in posting my opinion. It's actually unlike me to post my opinion. Well, I've been doing it a and, lot. And, and, and yeah. let me and let me bring this to you because as business owners, I don't think you guys should post your opinions on whether or not things should I, open I know. back up. I know because because it's probably closer to sixty to seventy percent of the people don't feel comfortable coming back to work until it's safe to do so. Yeah. So by posting such a, an opinionated yeah, point I know. of view, Absolutely. It's you like possibly it's all, could yeah. be alienating potential customers. Uh, I agree. That's why I don't, honestly, I never share my opinion too often. Yeah, it, like, it's tough. Yeah, like, you, sh- and you Unless shouldn't. it's positive, like, like um, I don't. Unless somebody's listened to all 50 episodes, like you'd never know what my political views are exactly, by, yeah. by following me on social media because yeah. I don't want to, and yeah. and where I work at, I have to in Democrats and Republicans and get them to like me both just the same. Yeah, Muslims, yeah, but and I mean, Buddhists, and all. Yeah, everything. I could see that as a business. Like I, I take pride in not putting my opinion out there because I'm a business owner. Like you know, you want to see both sides of the fence, and you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But I feel like I post so much positive thoughts and vibes and lifting spirit people's spirits up and value in general yeah. that you know I was I felt it was okay for me to say it's not like I said if you go into the comments like if you read if the you broad the comment yeah you'll I, see my responses of how genuine I am to the situation like it's not like I said I said okay there were know, some arguments in there too though yeah but I didn't go like I didn't like add on to it right. like I I was like saying my genuine opinion which was fair that you can see from both sides there's a way to do it and in this book it, it ha- shows you there there's an ingredients to how to how to how to lay down a certain message and I know some people on my Instagram that have laid that message down so perfectly, and I, and I, it makes me look back and be like, "Well, I'm a dick," you know, like, like 
I need to figure out how to, you know, that's where I Save need to grow up. Yeah, because there is a way to do it that looks at both sides of the fence. And you're not necessarily, I mean, you, 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 can, you can do it? it with leaning on more towards one side, yeah. but without I think offending not and hurting. I think you're more up front. Yeah. Instead and, and, of and it's, easing it's your hard. way it's, into it. It's really hard. And, and as, a, as a man, you know, it's like you have to look at yourself and say, I need to work on that. You know, because have opinions moving forward and there's a way to do it at the end of the day. I'm coming off like a piece of shit, yeah. you know, because I've read other people's messages that are probably a lot more, uh, have a lot more, I guess, you know, experience than me and wisdom and, and empathy and and, empathy and, yeah. and, and, and I read those messages and I'm like, wow, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, but instead I just posted a picture of a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, time to go clean up my face. No, <laughs> Hit me up for insurance. No, that's, that's so funny. Need a quote? Yeah, exactly. I know. But it's so weird, actually. Like, the older you get, you know, I actually used to not post my opinion. I used to just keep, I'm usually pretty yeah. good about that. But, but I think it's also with where you're paying attention to as well. Like, you know, when you when you, when you you read about, like, the business owners that are, like, that are on their last dollar, and they're yeah. And then, or when you read about like the kids that aren't getting meals for school, there's so many variables, and yeah. and the kid that's being locked in his freaking gar- uh, garage, like you guys hear about the kid getting kid being tied up in his garage, and then domestic violence cases on the rise, and alcoholism, and and so it's like it's so, well, it's and that's so, one so side thing. of it, yeah. But then the other side of it is, you know, people are sick, people are Everybody. sick and, and dying, and like. 9-11 killed, what, 2,000 people? That's, I mean, we're having a 9-11 every single day for the last yeah. two months. Yeah. Oh, it's a uh, weird times we live in. It's a, it's a touchy subject. Yeah, touchy and, subject and everybody's sure. got their opinion. So, like, like, I mean, you could take a lot of the lessons that you learned in this book and use those going forward into dealing with navigating those conversations because you don't know what side of the fence anybody is on. And let me be clear, it's with words, too. He has a lot of letters in it. Yeah. I'm sure Nick's book's different than the modern book, but maybe emails. Yeah. But in this book, in the original book, it's letters, how you can influence and win friends through a letter as well. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. just it's being careful with your words as well, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's and, very and, important. And it's, and it's always interesting to see people you admire and how they act during times like this. And, and then I, I've thought about that where I'm just like, well, I admire this person, you know? It's like... He doesn't state his opinion, so I'm a piece of shit. You know, it's like yeah. it's so this. It's, <laughs> you, there's a way to to have those conversations, so, yeah. and and, a, and there's a right way to do it. Is it okay to have an opinion? Yeah, everybody has one, uh, but it's a way to say it and feel and empathetic a, for people. Say it with enthusiasm and not try to target one group or one person. Yeah. and then have respect for other people's points of views exactly. and opinions. Exactly. Where we at? What's your next question? <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's aged the best of this book. Obviously, this book was written in, in the 1930s. A lot of the examples in the book were from uh, a really long time ago and people that have been a long time. But what lessons or what uh, what things about the book have aged the best? Just be a nice person. Yeah. Like, all these principles when it comes to, to dealing with people, like, people haven't changed that much in the last hundred years. Like, yeah. If if you're nice to someone, if you're interested in what they have to say, if you smile, you remember their name. Like those things haven't changed. People still care. I think we got more away from it because of social media and people not yeah being as 
friendly or more people more introverted yeah because people people will will have opinions and criticisms over online over a keyboard yeah that they wouldn't say in person true and yeah and think about it too think about reviews there was never like reviews on anything well i mean there was like newspaper reviews and stuff like that yeah but think about like a yelp yeah. Or like, uh, you know, you go to yeah. like Walmart and you're looking for like a microwave and you see all the reviews underneath. Like, yeah, so many different people's opinions. They don't care what other well, people was, think. Yeah, it was their friend, like talking to their friends about products and things like that. It was like word of mouth and like actual conversations that were the Yelp and the. Yeah, but I'd watch kind of what I would say if I wrote a Yelp review. Yeah, like, but I mean, like 50 years ago, if if you were like buying a refrigerator, you would talk to your friends or your parents or your family about yeah. like what's the best refrigerator. Where well, I, I was getting go, with that though. Is like it's easier nowadays to not take these principles seriously. For sure, because yeah. it's so easy. It's a lot easier to be disconnected and not have human interaction. Action because of the cell phone or yeah. your computer. Or yeah. But at the same time, you have the whole world at your fingertips too. Yeah, that's that's what the in the digital age really goes over is how to navigate through through a form of communications. So let's go to uh, what's age the worst. I say that in the book that I read because they modernized it. Well. Me, it's it's some of the stories are very dated. Like a lot of like the stories, even in like the first hundred pages, it's talking about people that like pulled them up, pulled themselves up by their bootstraps, and were working at like thirteen or fourteen or fifteen years old, and became like uh, like people of, of note. And then some of the, and then like a lot of like the stories, a lot of people probably couldn't relate to, like people working in like uh, like telephone companies or like. Uh, called even like department stores and things like that or, or the just the it's called the idea of writing letters and sending yeah i mean he i mean he talked about like abe lincoln and yeah. roosevelt and i think yeah. edison maybe i'm not even yeah, sure rockefeller rockefeller yeah well i mean i mean there are stories in here from like napoleon and cleopatra and stuff too yeah. though so a lot of a lot of um a lot of stories though gives you I, that's why i want to I'd love to read the modern book, so. What is that? Is that a car driving by? <laughs> oh, gotcha. Sorry, guys, for the interruption. We're going to leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for a book written in 1936, it's amazingly relevant to, like, 2020. Some of the stories and some of, like, the situations aren't as relatable, I would say, but the the bulk of, the skeleton of the principles behind yeah, it the fundamentals are, all are, right. are yeah. still very, very relevant. And then for you guys, uh, between the first time that you read the book and now, what are the, the biggest things that you took from the book the second time or reading it that you may have not gotten it through the first time? I think you need to keep this book in your back pocket and reread it like once every 18 months, once a year, honestly, because, you, I mean, something to master for the rest of your life mm-hmm. um like nick said before like some things we we can get better at there's always something we can get better at in life we're, we're always learning and people that's all we need to know at the end of the day you know from being a parent to you know uh, you know a, a leader or you know yeah. an employer i mean yeah everybody's stations in life are gonna I, change and it gives and it gives a lot of good examples to like if you're going through a situation your emotions might take control of you because it's the heat of the moment, but if you reflect back to maybe some instances or stories in the book, you can make it work out, you know, in everybody's favor, you know. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, I think it's this, this is definitely another book, just like the one we read last podcast, As a Man Think It, to keep it in your back pocket. And um, It's a longer book. It's a longer read. 290 pages. Yeah, yeah. I also, I would say that the more influence that you attain, so let's just say, say that in today's world we can compare influence to followers, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say that you go from you know, 5,000 followers like I'm at right now to a million followers. And do I have to read this book to make sure that I myself, absolutely my ego in check and keep my, my everything in perspective? And yeah, so keep it in your back pocket because there's different levels to this shit and you don't want to lose, you know, touch with what helped you gain that influence in the first place. Yeah, I would say, um, what's the question again? Like, between the first time or the last time that you read the book and, and this time, what did you take from it this time? I took this. Um, there was something in, I can't remember exactly uh, where in the book, but um, I'll read it off to you guys. Access leads to connection. Connection leads to relationship. Relationship lead, uh, leads to affinity. Affinity leads to influence. Influence leads to conversion. And world of like if you run a business or if you're trying to you know you know if you're trying to um grow anything um the, the example that they used was was nascar and NASCAR. but for during the days of the races you have access to um to q a sessions and autograph sessions the day of the race before the race even happens you do not have access to football players before the super bowl basketball players before the finals Tiger Woods before the PGA Golf Tour. Like, you don't have access to anybody. Um, sometimes musicians before they, you know, before they go up on stage. But that connection that you get with that has given NASCAR this huge raving base. Like, have you guys ever heard of... Or, uh, They're diehard fans. Diehards. Yeah. I'm talking they are like, or die. NASCAR! Like, I'm talking like, like, even like, I was watching Ridiculousness and it was there was like a whole skit on like, how passionate they are. <laughs> you guys already know what kind of a shit show those videos probably were. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and that leads to conversion. And so that very last one, influence leads to conversion. Fans likely to buy anything that the driver is selling. And there's all those steps into that. And I can use and think us about it. They're and, walking billboards. Well, and to, we can even like relate that to us. To barbells. To barbells. Yes. yes. Because think about the people that have like bought the most shirts from us or things like that are people that us in person shook our hand. Yeah. Like we remember their names and we've interacted with them like in person and over over uh, social media. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. The peep the bit our biggest you know, supporters. supporters have come because we've had direct conversation and connection with them because they had access. They to had us. access to us. You know, heck, you know, Olympia created a lot of access, and so yeah, um, that, that's what I took away this time. Um, and in this world uh, of trying to grow on social media, um, I didn't think about this, but the first time I read it because. Social media probably wasn't as big. There was MySpace and stuff like that. But hmm. now it's more like now everybody officially knows that like social media is for, you know, you can use it for business and, and sales and like all the stuff. And everybody's promoting their, their shit. Right. Every other pose um, is that that uh, it's even something as simple as what even Gary Vaynerchuk's promoting today is 
You're complaining that you're not at a million followers, yet you have the audacity to not respond to everybody that comments on your on your on your posts. Right. Audacity. You have three people that comment on your post and you didn't respond to every single one of them. <laughs> like, yeah. like that, that's, that's so evil. That's yeah. the audacity that you want to grow, and that puts me into that puts perspective for me. Like, I try to comment people back, you know, um, but then I'll look at like an old post. I can look at one like from like last week. And I looked at the other day, and I saw that one person commented, and I didn't. Res- I didn't write back to him. I'm like the audacity, Nick, that you want right. to you want to grow, and you're not engaging with people. So, this we we have the opportunity to grow our to influence, engage. to engage with engage. people, to go on their page and comment and be like, "Oh, congrats on losing all that weight. Congrats on your new business." I don't do. I and don't, we don't even do that. I don't do yeah. that enough. I definitely don't. We don't do that. Probably don't. nine out of ten people can. Look and we at expect their to get all this engagement, engagement. when we post. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The audacity. Right. That's so true. That's a great point, Nate. The audacity. So that's something that I took. Um, I think we all should do better at that. For sure. Yeah. And it, that's the one of the first principles is complimenting people. Yeah. You know, how do you get get friends? Compliment people. And yeah. what's the easiest way to do it and we're lazy? Yeah. And we can do it right now and at the touch of her fingertips. The touch of her fingertips. You, you know what that chapter made me think of? What's that? Shaylee. What's that? Because Shaylee was the best at just genuinely finding something that she appreciated about something somebody else and complimenting. Oh, yeah. That, that shirt is such a good color on you. Oh, yeah. I like the way that happens. She was on you. so good at that. Yeah. We like, had this we, we worked with this girl. Uh, but banking. she made you feel good, right? Oh my god! So she was this part-time banker. She worked uh, 25 hours a week. We all worked 40. Her sales, she was shitting on people that were full-time bankers, and good full-time bankers too. Like she right. was shitting on their numbers. And to Miller's point, she was so good at finding something to compliment on you. She yeah. didn't have to like shirt, but that color looks so good on you. Yeah. So and, and, and made it seem Smiling. completely genuine and natural and just such a way to like like disarm somebody and get them to like just completely if you could co- to you. yes if you can compliment somebody <laughs> genuinely you can you can have the world together <laughs> right yeah and there were there were times where me and miller would be talking right we'd be talking about some bullshit our single we're in our prime of our single days right <laughs> we're over here talking about what happened last weekend and then i look over at her because it's a small tiny space and i'm like I know you. I'm sorry if you heard that, Shaylee. And she genuinely was not listening. She would mind her own fucking business. <laughs> like, <laughs> she, was, she was just like, oh, no, I wasn't listening. What's going on? You know? And she right. really wasn't listening. Like, she wasn't, like, listening, like, for the third year, nothing like that. But good example. Yeah, she was so good at that. She was a beast. And she was a great listener. What's she doing nowadays? I'm not sure. Yeah, not sure. She moved back to Utah. And... Yeah, she's probably full time mom. Yeah. I'm willing to bet. Hmm. When, I, uh, when, was she, when she excelled in business. I so. still pray to find an employee like her. Yeah. So yeah. Like, she well, her ex- husband owned an insurance agency. Yeah. So. She is a ex- truly exceptional um, human being. All right. Well. And generally, people like that are happy, right? Let's, let's go on. Oh, she like, was probably one of the happiest people I've ever met. Yeah. And she was so unselfish. Yeah. Think about it. So the more unselfish you are, the more generally you care about other people, the more they'll like you. Yeah. And a guarantee is to make you feel better, more important. Exactly. Because you have more friends, right? Yeah. You have more influence, right? Yeah. So yeah. generally, people are going to feel more of importance and that people actually care and love yeah. you. And what do you think? No, yeah. you'll be more happy in life. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's, it's a circle. Full circle. It's a circle. You you appreciate other people, they'll in turn appreciate you. You do it to others what 
and then what do you yeah. want done to you? Yeah. Yeah. And even if it's not complimenting like the physical um, something on somebody, I know that like really good leaders compliment like the skill sets of people. And it's, it's so easy to like look at what we do horrible at, right? Yeah. Like, Nick, you're always not on time, you know, <laughs> or, yeah. or, you know, what, whatever it is, but, but to actually look and compliment on what we each individually do um, really, really well. Yeah, that makes people feel good. Yeah, and right? going back to the love languages one, it's that that the people that thrive off of like compliments and things like that, and the words of affirmation. words of affirmation. Yep. It's like, and I'm one of those people. I could go, you know, I could live for a month on a, on a compl- on a genuine compliment. Yeah. Yep. I think we all could naturally. Yeah. I don't think well, anybody... that's why it's one of the second principle. I think it's like the second principle, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. But... Yeah. What we well, got right. next? Yeah, does anybody else have that's 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 it for the categories because I already did the the half-assed internet research. So uh, I don't know. Do we have a book up next? What do you think? No, I I don't know what if we do. Think? Depends on the subject. Um, yeah, um, we got Way of the Superior Man, which is really really good. Um, more in the like alpha male strategies kind of category. I would love a book like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually. Uh, I'll read it again. That. I'm like I'm like th- almost three quarters of the way through it. So I was actually reading this book and that book at the same that time. That one's hard to put down. That yeah, one's hard to put good. down. So let's do that one. Yeah. All right, Men, so, you will want to listen to that one. So <laughs> now, what, now, what, what was t- the name of the book and what was the author for everybody listening? It's The Way of the Superior Man. I have it on my phone. I've been reading it on my uh, phone here. Um, now, women, now this is an alpha man book, but women... I guarantee you'd want to hear the perspective of men. Oh, yeah. And they could still get a lot out of it. Yeah, oh, you, you'll it'll, it'll like make your head spin. Yeah, I David, think... Data? Uh, David Dita. Data, okay. Cool. So so if you guys want to read along with us and be ready for the next podcast, The Way of the Superior Man by David Dita. It's not a long read at all. I, th- I see here it's 146 pages. Perfect, yeah. I think uh, How to Win Friends is actually longer and more more in depth in depth than this book. This book's really easy to read. Cool. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, and keep us posted. Let us know if you read it. Let us know what you think. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. If you enjoyed this, share the podcast, um, and share with us if you if you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> we'll make it better. <laughs> All right. We out.